I've just I've just come up with something. We should call the picks the Rickies. Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 259. It's made possible by our sponsors, Squarespace, Away, and Hover. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by Mr. Mike Curley. Hello. How are you? I am fine and dandy, my friend. Fine and dandy, both. Both. That's good. It's a big episode today. We have our picks later Huge today. episode. We do. And uh, we're also joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello. Hi. How are you? Oh, you sound business. Look, the man's got picks to make. I don't want to get in his way. That's true. That's true. And reviews to write, I guess. Reviews to write, uh, contests on the show to lose. So, oh. wow. <laughs> Injustice wow. to bring upon us, I guess. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, before we get to all that, though, we have a little bit of follow-up and some tiny topics. Uh, we spoke last time about the Relay FM Family Feud video. Uh, that's done. I'm going to get it uploaded after this show goes up. So follow us on Twitter, and we'll be sharing that link. It'll be on YouTube for everyone yep. to enjoy. It, it looks really good. I'm very yep. excited to share it. But uploading it to YouTube while recording a podcast, bad idea for my Bad idea. Don't so, do that. Thank you. Don't, don't <laughs> do that. Uh this is like follow up slash follow out because we talked about it. I know John's been working on this in a long time, uh, but our friend John over at some website called Mac Stories mm-hmm. has written this amazingly in-depth piece <laughs> about video game controller support on Apple platforms. Uh, this is amazing. I know he's he's been sending us pictures of his desk just covered in controllers which is kind of fun this is why he bought so many controllers yeah i thought john had a new problem honestly (laughs) and because so there's a couple of things that happen have happened here like he sends most of these photos to me and federico because we have just like a video game conversation in iMessage to keep that away from steven so we don't upset him too much Mm -hmm. i maybe missed that he was writing this article and so, like, every few days, he, like, has another controller, and I'm like, what is he doing? I just thought John <laughs> really liked video game controls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, the thing is, I, you know, when we were discussing back in June the idea of uh, doing a series of articles about iOS 13, um, it naturally came to mind to ask John to cover uh, game controllers because he's, you know, he, he's the guy who writes the game reviews for Mac stories. And so I thought, why don't you look into the changes to the game controller framework? And I was like, sure, I'll start doing some research. And the, the thing about John and the reason why I love John is that he, when he says, when he says, I'll start doing some research, he usually means he creates like a full database full of articles that go back like to 10 years ago and it starts Mm -hmm. collecting all of this research and it starts buying all the possible options if it involves hardware and so not only did he um, buy a bunch of xbox and playstation controllers but he also bought this other controller by a company called 8bitdo they make custom controllers that you can use with the nintendo switch with the playstation with the xbox it's not officially documented by apple but he figured out that this controller works 
if you plug a USB-C cable into the iPad Pro. So <laughs> he, he went well beyond the scope of the story to discover something that we didn't even know in the first place. So that, that was pretty awesome. Uh, it's a, it, I think it's a good article, and it, um, it's somewhere in between a technical overview but also first-hand experience in in playing games, uh, and if mm-hmm. you, I think if you like John's game re, uh, game reviews, uh, this is definitely you know the type of story that you should enjoy. Yeah, it's it's great, and uh, it's exciting that Apple's doing this. Right, they're I think they're slowly kind of getting on board that games are not a fad. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've maybe finally figured that out. Well, no, <laughs> they'll figure out anything if services can be attached to it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> This month is September. September is National Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, something that is close to our hearts here at Relay FM. And each September, we talk about the work of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and raise money uh, for that institution. And you may be thinking, why are you raising money for a hospital? Well, St. Jude is a hospital that doesn't charge families of patients a dime for treatment, housing, meals, travel, anything necessary uh, to make their child well, St. Jude pays for. And what's cool about this and doing some research for this month is that this isn't just local like to me in Memphis. St. Jude shares freely its research with institutions around the world, like the World Health Organization. Uh, They're committed to transforming cancer care around the world uh, with a goal of curing at least 60% of children worldwide with the six most common types of cancer. Big, lofty goals. And St. Jude is part of that work. And you can be a part of that work if you head on over to stjude.org slash connected. You can learn more and donate. Uh, we're raising $75,000 this year. We're at about 33000 as I uh, speaking into my microphone now. Which is amazing. Super awesome. I cannot believe that we're not even a week in mm-hmm. and we're basically halfway there. So, like, this is unbelievable. You are all amazing. I said this on the Pen Attic today. If you've donated already, do it again. If you haven't, do it for a first time. That is that is my tact on this. I just think people, please give money to this incredible organization and help us meet our fundraising goal. Uh, it will mean the world to all of us. Really, really awesome. Everybody getting on board every year is very humbling. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much. Um, we're doing a, 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 some fun stuff. Is it fun, though? Can we talk about that? I want to talk about yeah, that. We're doing some stuff. Uh, you explain this, and I want to talk about how this happened, because I, I, have, okay. a, I have a bone to pick. Wow. So uh, for donations of $250 or more, Mike and I are doing something in conjunction. I am adding a sticker to my MacBook Pro, and then that's going to spill over to my iPad Pro because my laptop is getting full. And Mike has to remove a sticker from one of his devices. And neither of us like this. Mike seems to think that he has gotten the short end of the stick. Look, I hate this too. No, Mike has. Mike has got no, the short end of the stick. My laptop looks like someone barfed rainbows onto it. How did this happen? <laughs> how, how was this arranged? <laughs> I will tell you how this happened, because this is the problem, right? We were sharing some photos, I believe, with our contact at Allsack, the fundraising arm for St. Jude. And she's awesome. They come up with great ideas like this all the time, right? Like, oh, here's some fun things to do. And she sent an email to both of us being like, oh, you should do, you know, like you should do that, right? Like have a one of you remove a sticker, one of you add a sticker. And we're like, and I was like, ha, ah, that's funny. Then Stephen just tweeted it. That was oh, it. Yeah. It's not real until it's on Twitter. But I never agreed. But, yeah, you just you know. did it. So 
I'm now on the hook for this. Yeah, you don't want to be a party pooper in this in this arena, right? Like I have a- to do it. What am I supposed to do now? And so that's why he no what I was never consulted because Stephen knew I can't say no now. What am I going to do? Say no? like I was like, oh, please help us give money to help raise childhood cancer, but I'm not going to remove stickers from my laptop. You want to say say no to the to the kids? <laughs> right. Like, what am I going to do? So now I'm in this. But here's the thing, right? What I'm doing is unreversible, right? When I take these stickers off. Those stickers, they can't be used anymore. They are mm-hmm. dead stickers, right? And a lot mm-hmm. of these stickers, I don't have any more of them. What Stephen's doing is adding, right? And like, oh, this is the same. No, because you can do to your computer what I'm doing to my computer, which is just removing them. But here's the thing. As long as I have this MacBook Pro, which is a topic for another day, I'm on the hook for having these stickers on it, right? Like if I, if I walk into a live show... You know, Wait, am I not allowed to put stickers back on these computers? I'm just speaking for me. I feel like as long as I own this laptop, I am contractually obligated to our audience to keep the stickers in place. I feel like my contractual obligation is that the stickers that I have yeah. sought and shared are dead, to, are dead now. So then yeah. I will start again. And I will start yeah. again. But at this point, I have like five stickers left on my iPad Pro. I luckily have three more devices at home that have stickers on them. So I will, I guess, Good. just start moving on to the next ones and removing them all. I'm having uh, our friends mail me stickers because I'm out. <laughs> it's like John sent me a bunch of Mac Story stuff. This sounds so terrible for you, Stephen. It sounds so bad. I'm going to find my revenge in this. We got a whole month. This is why... Uh, fundraising is fun because people get to inflict pain on us. And we have a six-hour live stream. I'm sure I can come up with some things for you on that live stream. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. my own back on this one. But thanks for the donations, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm working on a date. It'll be sometime next week. I'll announce it on Twitter. I'm going to live stream playing Oregon Trail uh, at some point later next week after the iPhone event. So I'll keep people posted when that'll be. It's going to be fun. Play Oregon Trail online. So, uh, moving on to some tiny topics, some small stories, some. I was trying. What? What's? What would go with little? A sh- little a short, short tail. tail. Uh, a- Apple mm-hmm. announced the know. independent repair provider program. It just rolls right off the tongue. Basically, what this is doing. So, we've all seen like the people. Maybe they're in like the mall or a shopping center, and they're. You know, they're advertising iPhone repair. So, hey, you break your screen, bring it in here. We'll do it cheaper than the Apple store. But the problem with that is, is that most of the time, or at least some of the time, you're not getting actual like Apple first party parts. And as these iPhones have gotten more complicated, that leads to some issues. There were issues with the Touch ID sensor being mated to the screen of the logic board. And now with batteries, Apple wants you know OEM batteries in there. And that's sort of a topic for another day. Uh, but you end up in a situation where you don't necessarily know the part you're getting put on in your phone. You don't know if who's doing it has been trained. And so the independent repair provider program is designed to help alleviate that. So now any repair business, you know, if it's just a single person like in a kiosk at the mall or a whole company, they can go to Apple and get uh, genuine parts Tools, training, repair manuals, etc. The same stuff that Apple uses and that authorized Apple providers use uh, now is open to anybody. So you can, uh, you can, if someone advertises that they're in this, you can feel better about the parts and service that you're getting. Uh, I think this is a good thing because Apple uh, 
Apple customers, I think, want to know that their devices they spend a lot of money on, that they can last a long time, and that they do need a repair, that they want it to be trustworthy. And Apple's trying to get rid of maybe uh, situations people could be in with parts or service that can't be trusted. Uh, there's always like the, the the little voice in my head of thinking about this story of like, well, Apple's trying to get ahead of right to repair legislation in the U.S. It's probably also part of this. I don't think it matters if they are trying to get ahead of it. Like they're just they're doing it. Like it's great. They're doing it. They found a way to do it, and they're doing it. Like that. The, the end result is the good part. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not saying that makes the service bad, but like not every decision Apple makes is out of the goodness of their own hearts. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, anyways, uh, this is rolling out now, and uh, will be throughout the year uh, in the U.S. And then they'll expand it, of course. Uh, so this, I think, is a good thing because you know we all break our phones from time to time. Who hasn't? Me. Um, Speaking of broken phones, no, no, tell us about Samsung foldable. Uh, wait, phones. I'll get to my folding phone corner in a moment. I have a, I have a okay. point now. I wanted to, to run by you guys. Do you think that this this and the Best Buy thing that happened recently are these Deirdre O'Brien moves? It's a really good question. Is this mm. what she wants to do? I mean, maybe I, what what this does do it does alleviate pressure on Apple retail for, to be the only place you can get genuine parts and it also alleviates apple like mail-in repair program because if you live in the middle of nowhere with no apple store then like you can't it's not realistic to drive three hours to get your iphone replaced because you have to make that trip a couple of times and so people call apple that you know you mail them your device without your phone for four days and if apple can have a presence in more locations via best buy or now via these independent repair providers that's a good thing for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that comes from her, but uh, clearly Apple is trying to reach its customers where they are in more reasonable ways. And whoever's making that decision, uh, I applaud. But I just wondered, because like this is, these two things have been like really big changes for the way that they've done things for a yeah. very long time. And they both yeah. happened pretty recently. Uh, I think we can give her the benefit of the doubt. I would say. I uh, think so. Yeah. Because this feels like something that fits the Angela Arendt's model of what an Apple store should be, mm-hmm. but then it would have been done many years ago. Right. So I just found that kind of interesting. But I do like this new approach of opening up to different organizations to allow for people to get their phones prepared. Because I would never suggest somebody go to one of these like stores that you see in a mall, right? Like if a friend had a problem and asked me, because I don't know where they get their parts from. Like, I don't know where they come from. I don't know how good... I don't know if these people have had the training required, right? Like, I just don't know. Um, But now I'd be like, well, as long as you can find out if they've got this sticker or that you can see in a database that Apple will hold, which is probably how they'll do it, then you're good to go. So I think it's great news. Yeah, it'll probably be on the Apple service site. You can search for providers in your area. That's how they do it now with a bunch of different companies. And I would imagine that... Uh, it'll be how this is. All right, yes, so folding phones. It is still expected, I guess, that the Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy <laughs> Fold will go on sale this month. So fingers crossed over here. But there was a Bloomberg report a couple of days ago which suggested that they are actually working on a second phone. So this was uh, reported by Sohee Kim at Bloomberg Technology, stating that uh, Samsung are currently working on a foldable phone that at its biggest, so an unfolded, is around 6.7 inches, which is about big phone size. That's about note size. But it folds in on itself to a square shape. It is the return of the flip phone, gentlemen. So, woo! 
Uh, apparently, Samsung want to make this phone more affo- affordable. Affordable. Nah, what wow, a great... Wow. That was amazing. <laughs> I did not mean to do that, but I'm so proud of myself. They want to make this a more affordable folding phone, but it all depends on how the launch of the Fold eventually goes. Eventually unfolds. Yeah, you know, I had to stop myself from writing that, so I'm pleased you said it. Um, the whole story you know, really hinged on that joke. You I, there we go. I'm so proud of all of us. Uh, I think this is interesting. Um, I think that this is definitely a type of foldable phone that would be interesting that I would like, right? Like that maybe it's like smaller in the pocket that way. Who knows? Apparently they're trying out this new glass technology, which they want to see if they can get to work with this phone too. Um, well, they're going to have to wait and see, but this is another entrant. Like just kind of in my mind, like this doubles down on the idea that like folding is what many companies are seeing as the future, even though it's difficult to do right now. They're, they're just looking to bend the future to their will. Yeah, sure. They sure are. Oh, that's funny. I just got it. (laughs) (laughs) You you really know a joke's good when somebody says to you, that's funny. That's when you know you made a really good joke. When when there's no laughter, but just people telling you how funny it was. I mean, look, it makes big phones more pocketable. That's a really interesting idea. And I don't know if, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. The future's very exciting. No, it's also exciting, gentlemen, our first sponsor. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. It lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store, or maybe you want to set up a portfolio or write a blog or publish a podcast. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do all of those things. And there's nothing to install. There are no patches to worry about. No server upgrades are needed. You don't have to worry about becoming some sort of web admin because Squarespace has all that stuff covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name for your website. And all of their award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I am in the process of uh, helping a local nonprofit move their website from this like creaky old content management system that it's on now to Squarespace, been meeting with them, doing a site map. And right now they're looking through the templates and they are, uh, they're excited because all, all of them look really good. They look great on mobile. This organization's uh, web traffic is like 60% mobile. So it's important that it looks really good on phones and with Squarespace we don't have to worry about that. You know what I like when you're building Squarespace websites because I've just been building one? When you're in the editing tool on the web, you can press a button and see how it's going to look on a phone. Like they shrink the view down so when you're designing it, you can see how it looks so you can make the tweaks that you need. Like you don't actually need to even pull out a phone to check how it's going to look. I think that's really cool. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash connected. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name and to show your support for this show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash connected with the code connected getting you 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of the show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website. All right. So 9to5Mac is reporting that sleep tracking is going to be coming to the Apple Watch after all. It was a feature that many people are expecting for WatchOS 6, but was not there. 
Um, so let me give you the details of how the feature will work. So apparently, uh, according to 9 to 5 Max sources, you will wear the watch to bed, right? So you, that's how the track you're sleeping. You have to wear it while you're sleeping. And you can pick uh, which watch will do the tracking if you own multiple watches, which I think of as the Tichi feature. Yes, <laughs> this is the best feature. Uh, the watch will then track your sleep quality, your movement, your heart rate, and noise in the environment, which I thought was kind of interesting. So maybe it, I, I would expect in that it would be like if you had bad sleep, they'd be like, oh, noise was there was more noise than normal, right? Or something like that, which is interesting. Mm. Maybe it will also tell if you're snoring. Who knows? Uh, sleep data is then made available in the health app, and there's a new sleep app. I don't know why there needs to be both, but I guess we'll find out. Um, if... Uh, if you use this feature, if you choose to use the new sleep tracking feature, the watch will remind you to charge it before going to sleep. So it will have the power to go through the whole night if it needs that. Um, and if uh, you set an alarm but wake up before the alarm and the Apple Watch can detect that you're moving around, the alarm will just turn off. It will never go off, which is nice. Um, if you do set an alarm, it will trigger on the watch first and then it will sound on the phone if the user doesn't wake up. And when you go into this sleep tracking mode. Do Not Disturb is automatically enabled on your phone and the watch. Uh, 9to5Macs say that their sources tell them that sleep tracking may be announced on stage next week, but it won't require special hardware to work. I raise my eyebrow at that. Mm, there must be. This mm. feels like a new watch feature, Whether yeah. no matter whether, what. So I feel like this is one of those things where like, I bet that's true. It doesn't require new hardware, but I bet it's only on the new watch, right? Like both things can be true. So so I think this question is part of a bigger conversation of what's different about a potential Series 5 watch. Because I think all of us feel the Series 4 is really good. And, you know, when they release new hardware, they try to have some sort of software hook to make it more... Yeah. agreeable you know more more uh desirable and so i could see them locking if you will sleep tracking to the new watch but those of us with the series four who sleep track now are well aware that it's perfectly capable of it so my guess would be that sleep tracking comes to the series five and the series four but but nothing older interesting okay that we'll would see. be nice but i would be surprised because then why why didn't they show this off at wwdc why haven't they let it being the betas to be tested. Well, that's the uh, that is the big uh, gaping hole in my theory, right? Like, <laughs> why don't you? Why don't, because watchOS five is it watchOS five or six this year? It feels a little sleepy, six, so to speak. Um, you know, it's it's not a, a huge update, hmm. and so this would have made it seem splashier. So this the your point is that that makes it seem like maybe it is only new watch hardware. So I do wonder if they could say something like. You buy the new Apple Watch because it's got this and this feature, but you can still keep your old watch around and use it for sleep tracking at night. It's like a way to keep people, huh. you know, to, to let them hold on to their Apple Watches so that they can use them as night watches. Right, but then, but then there's the question of like... There's two questions on that. One, that's not very environmentally friendly because in theory you should be recycling the old products in some way, right? Mm. And two, like the, the the new watch should be capable of doing this, right? That it like two things need to be happening. One, the battery life needs to be really good, and two, they need to and the charging needs to be fast, right? And as 
so in theory if they have this software feature that's like maybe you know around like 11 p.m or whatever it's like hey charge the watch a little bit so you can sleep tonight you know but i i get what you your point and then that might be why they have the multiple watch feature as well but yeah i i, I see both sides of that argument even if it is only the new series 5 this will generate in the short term the same thing that other Apple features do. Like, oh, people know this is a thing, and it gives people like our friend Underscore maybe an opportunity to push Sleep Plus Plus for you know a couple of years for older Apple Watches. And then over time, mm-hmm. he, he's been Sherlocked. But even if it is just on Series 5, I would imagine that more people with Series 4 will start sleep tracking because then they realize that it's possible in the first place. I guess the more interesting thing is when you consider the changes coming to the health app in iOS 13 and how Apple might be able to correlate a bunch of different data points. And now if you have sleep data um, coming from from a native integration, I bet they're going to do something really interesting there, like to show you even more trends. Does the health app do like what the activity app is doing where it tries to make suggestions to you rather than just give you data. Activity now gives you like meaningful actions, like um, uh, Hmm. suggestions for things that you need to do. I think maybe um, that's why a sleep app would exist. So like the sleep app would give you recommendations for what you need to do. The health app is kind of normal. So I'm looking now and health Health only gives you highlights, and the highlights right. are just facts. Like, right. um, over the last 10 days, you've walked this much, for example, and it shows you averages. It doesn't give you advice, like, oh, you should maybe try this. So maybe the sleep app is to, like, health, is activity is to health, right? Like, they, it's like a, a coach. It's like a sleeping coach. Yeah, yeah. I think that would make a lot of sense. Because in theory, they should be able to pull that data in and be like, well, you probably slept so well because you exercised, you know, <laughs> like, yep, exactly. and there was, it was quiet last night, right? Like, that's kind of what I would want from a device that should be able to know so much about me. It'd be interesting to see if they could also somehow leverage the HomePod as a, uh, you know, so, so, um, hearing health sort of a accessory. Like if you have a HomePod in the bedroom, you can maybe help uh, the watch and the phone capture the sounds around you. And maybe, the you know, it can give you a recommendation. Like um, we noticed that you leave music playing too loud before you fall asleep or something like that. Or you leave the TV on, you know, lots of people do. Um, so maybe that could be that could be something that they do. Because now they have, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they leverage a bunch of different devices um, to capture all this data, this data and help you uh, fix whatever is going on that may, may, may not be okay. Do we think it's going to... I think it's going to happen. I think that they will announce this. But if I was going to stake my kind of flag in the ground, I would say it's for new watches only. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's the, it's the most likely option. Um, if, they, if they go the opposite way of enabling on older watches, then it means either two things, that the Watch 5 has new and exclusive features that we don't know yet about, or it's just a spec bump with maybe different materials and, and slightly different colors. I don't know. Um, but if this is not the feature, uh, the selling point of the Watch 5, which would be a break from tradition, because so far every new watch has had a, a thing about it, like last year, for example, the ECG. Uh, so... It would be it would be not the pattern they've followed so far, so 
I think you're right. I think that 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 pattern is a sensible one. New products need new features if you want people to update to them. Mm -hmm. And I don't think titanium is going to be it. Like it's a nice option and it might be a good upsell for people, but there has to be a reason if this is a Series 5. I mean, and it may just be, right? Like Jason's been pondering this. Like, is it just basically Series 4.5, right? Like it's Series 4 with new cases, which is very possible and would be interesting to see if they do that. But I don't don't think they're going to do that. I think this is going to be a Series 5 watch. And then it has to have something to it. Um, and this could be it. As well, there was a, a, a report that came from Apple Insider today from a supposed leak in, leaked internal document that included a bunch of information. Uh, I will start off by saying that um, Mark Gurman thinks that this is not true. Oh, uh, um, I mean, it, 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 look, it looks very <laughs> fake. <laughs> and so every, everyone is saying that it is that it is fake, and I get that, but I just want to run through a couple of things with you because I just want to see what, I, what you think about the things that it's claiming. Um, so one, the names, iPhone 11, iPhone 11 Pro, and iPhone 11 Pro Max. Do we think that they're going to go with Pro Max? I really don't. I don't think so. Oh, never bet against a bad Apple product name. That's true. Yeah. I just don't like it. It'd be very upsetting to me. I do think that there's... And maybe I'm going to regret this instantly because somebody's going to correct me. There's never been an iPhone with two qualifiers as two separate words. Yeah. Mm. I think it's only one. So unless they... Camel case Pro Max. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna do it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you could have your your iPhone Pro Max, and you could buy a Mac Pro, and yep. no one will know what's happening. I think you're right. I don't. I can't think of a. I can't think of a two name. Right. Because like 3G was you know stylized as one thing, uh, as was you know 5C and 5S uh-huh. and all the rest of them. If it was called, if it was camel case like that, I would one hundred percent call it the Promax. <laughs> like yes, that, the that Pro-Max. would be my pronunciation. It's Promax. Uh, apparently, the phones ship would ship with thirteen point one, according to this document, um, which would be peculiar. Uh, September twenty seventh, four new watch models, two new iPads, and Catalina coming with iOS thirteen. This is what this document says. Um, I think that you could take a decent stab in the dark and get a bunch of this stuff right. Um, September 27th doesn't feel right to me. I reckon it's going to be September 20th because that's a big mm, gap from uh, the event. I mean, I would love it, but <laughs> it's not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> well, but September 27th, I mean, you'd just probably still get iOS the next week, I'm afraid. Um, well, yeah, are there, oh, this says 23rd, right? It's Catalina and iOS 13 on September 23rd, which would be really nice for you. Would be um, nice for I me. would prefer the 20th so we can open iPhones on our St. Jude live stream, but that was my thought. I was like, "Oh, please be the twentieth. Sorry, Federico. I, yeah, I agree. I don't. This doesn't feel real to me. But I think you're right too that you could make some guesses and, and get half of them right. Uh, we'll see how good we are at that pretty soon, I guess. <laughs> the the thing that jumped out at me at this and it's what we spoke about last week is. Do these phones ship with thirteen one? What does the does the rest of the world see thirteen zero and then then thirteen one? Like, just what that timeline looks like? And I still don't think any of us are any closer to knowing than we were before. But it's clear to me that Apple's left itself some options. Well, that's why you think. 
I do I do feel like we're gonna see 13.0 and update to 13.1. I don't think 13.1 uh, is is flashed on any device by default. So so you think uh, you unbox a new iPhone 11 Pro Max? It's got 13 on it. 13 on and it. And maybe you're prompted. You're, maybe you're prompted to update during the setup process. Maybe you just got to okay. update later. That's what I tend to believe too. I just you said you said you said it like you knew something. It gives them a little bit more time to finish thirteen one, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Right, like you can put thirteen on them, and then you get like another week, right? Which would be really important if they are really going to the wire on this, which it feels like they are. I mean, look, whether this is real or not is sort of beside the point. We are just like so deep in rumor territory with this event. And I, I, I'm curious what you guys think about this. I feel like going into this event, as we're recording now, so we're six days out. So, I mean, you know, if if they release HomePod firmware over the weekend and leak everything, we'll know what's what. But I feel like we know so little about what's happening in a week compared to the last couple of years. They've lo- It feels like so far it's mostly they've kept a lid on it. Mm-hmm. But we actually don't know if that's the case. Because it feels like in the last year or two, the real money is is getting these leaks like a mm-hmm. day or two before, like that's when you publish them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you're really going into like the 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 fever pitch at that point. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But I agree with you. Like there is there are a lot more question marks, maybe. But you know, we found out all the names and stuff. Like, was it like hours before <laughs> last yeah, time? Yeah, and, and two years ago, the HomePod firmware I think was the weekend before. So, like, there is still time to be spoiled. But yeah. as this moment in time on Wednesday, September fourth, that just it feels like there's so many moving parts. Let me just uh, uh, go to Twitter real quick and just double check. Then, yeah, <laughs> nothing's happening yeah. right now. In this mix, and the, even the last twenty four hours or so, are, are rumors of an updated Apple TV with the A twelve processor. Uh, the Apple TV 4K that we all have now, uh, it, it it runs on the older, mm-hmm. um, I think it's on the A10, A10X, excuse me. So it'd be an upgrade there. If there's a new Apple TV, uh, I, I pose this question to the two of you. A, what does that say about Apple Arcade system requirements, if mm. anything? Uh, and, and, B, if it's just a spec bump, like does it matter? Like I, I don't even have the 4K TV. I've got the the HD one running on the A8, mm. and on the, the few games I have on it, it feels totally fine. So, is, is mm. there anything about Apple Arcade and the relationship with this Apple TV that makes y'all think this is maybe more possible than not? Arcade is going to run on older Apple TVs, um, if only because it runs on older iPhones and iPads, mm-hmm. so it, it should run on older Apple TVs as well. I do think there's some features that Apple might add to the hardware that would make sense. One of them is a risky pick, uh, and mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about that later. Um, I also think HDMI 2.1 as a standard would make sense. So essentially, um, besides enabling um, things like 8K uh, video for games, which, of course, Apple TV is not going to get. I don't think Apple is going to do an Apple TV 8K right now. But it would enable things like um, HDR, uh, proper HDR support for high frame rate games running in 4K. 
uh, just because HDMI 2.1 has higher bandwidth than whatever Apple is using now. Um, and I think it would make sense when you consider two factors. Um, first is the fact that Apple is pushing 4K with the Apple TV 4K and 4K content. And second is Apple's obsession with color. And so they, Apple really cares about color reproduction um, on macOS, on iOS, and I think they should also care when it comes to video games on Apple Arcade. And HDMI 2.1 gives them a way to enhance that kind of experience when, when you consider you know, games running at 120 frames per second for, for, per second, for example. So maybe there's a way, and it would be a spec bump and a price reduction, I think. Uh, if anything, I would like to see Apple say, look, it's an Apple TV 4K, it's got HDMI 2.1, and it's cheaper. And there's the risky pick, um, which we're going to talk about. Um, so I, I think Arcade is going to come to every device that supports uh, iOS, iPadOS, tvOS 13. But I also think it's time for a spec bump to the Apple TV 4K, which is now two, two and a half years old, something like that. So it will make sense, I think. Okay. I was wondering if, and Stephen, you may know the answer, is the Apple TV the only device left with the chip that it has in it, the A10X or whatever? That would have been also in the iPad Pros from two years ago. Right. So I think like the 10.5 inch, I'm scrolling through Mac Tracker. Because I was just wondering if like, well, another reason to do it is if it's the only device using the chip that it has inside. Yeah, yeah, the the 10.5-inch iPad Pro and the second-gen 12-inch iPad Pro also run the A10X Fusion. So it's still around. It's still perfectly viable. Now, the A8 in my old Apple TV is probably... I don't even know if that's supported by Apple Arcade, but it's uh, definitely older. But yeah, the A10X, I mean, those iPads were for sale until October 2018, less than a year ago. Right, okay. I, I, you know, my expectation would be that I would ex- I would assume any game on Apple Arcade will run fine on the current Apple TV. But as Federico said, if they if you want to do more, if you want to do HDR, then yeah, you might need a bit more powerful of a chip. But I mean, these are iOS games, right? Like they you're going to be fine, right? Like they're going to run on this device. They'll they'll be faster on other devices, but they will run on this device, the old one. I will say to save us some follow-up, I'm looking at a uh, Apple document about HDR and Dolby Vision on the Apple TV 4K, and that stuff uh, is supported if your TV supports it. So, right. uh, so it does have some HDR capability, but like you said, HDMI 2.1 and newer TV could unlock new things in the future. So, And the feature is called Dynamic HDR. Uh, which you yes. can Google. Uh, it's got there's a lot of information here, and it basically means that the the the, the reproduction of each frame adjusts um, dynamically. So it's not like a fixed thing. Uh, Stephen, if you can find the document that has some kind of summary for dynamic HDR, that would be helpful. Uh, but okay. yeah, as Mike mentioned, these are also iOS games and, and tvOS games. Like it's not like Apple is pushing the boundaries of. You know, they're not Sony or Microsoft. Uh, I mean, and let's be real. These games need to run on the Mac, am I right? <laughs> so how powerful can they really be? Not powerful. Wow. Right? Am I right, burn. everyone? Am I right? Can you... I don't think you're wrong. Look, I don't think you're wrong. 
I know. <laughs> no, you're I not. Like you're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> as sad as that so, might be, you're not wrong. They'll run better on the old Apple TVs than on any MacBook. So, they'll run you know. better on <laughs> an older <laughs> iPad than, than on any iMac. Really. Oh, man. There's well. also some rumblings today of a potential one more thing, and this is coming <gasps> from a... Uh, there's a Twitter account at Coin. Man, I love who, all of these anonymous sources <laughs> with real names. <laughs> who seems to have been pretty good in the past of guessing things or getting things from somewhere, right? Mm. Like, I've seen this account around before, and you can look through their old tweets and they seem to get it right. And people that pay attention to these things, like Mac Rumors, 9to5Mac, say that this individual seems to have gotten a bunch of stuff absolutely correct before. Yes. And they tweeted today, but there's one more thing. Um, and so now everyone is losing their minds trying to guess what that might be. And we are anywhere from the supposed tile-like device, which tracks your um, devices, right? So you would put it on, it would show up in Find My. Or we're also going all the way to AR glasses and everything in between. Mm-mm. I don't know. Feels like a really big thing. There would have been some kind of leak. I mean, we knew the Apple Steve Watch was Trump coming. Steve Smith is ve- seems very like he also is has been tweeting up a storm about his feelings that it's closer than it seems. What I thought about this was I think both can be true. It can be close, but not in manufacture yet, which is why we yes. haven't seen. Because like as soon as you have parts, it's over, right? Mm-hmm. So it may be that it's announced and they say, hey, it's coming in iOS 13.2 or something later this fall. And they ship these things just in time for the holiday season, right? The end of October into November. Like they did, I think the original iPad mini was that way. It's very close to the wire for holiday purchasing. That doesn't seem impossible to me, but I, I tend to agree with you that if this was really close, we would we would have something, right? And, and all we have are some some stuff in code, and then there was uh, an icon found in the like app bundle for Find My, which is like a name that I hate saying, but we just have to say now. Mm-hmm. So clearly, there is some smoke. Whether that's enough smoke to say there's a fire next week, I'm not so sure. I don't think that we are at AR headset time. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel like time. Even even the invitation doesn't isn't the type of invitation that creates a lot of hype if you know what i mean like it's it's a standard invitation to an apple event speak for yourself those color bubbles sure because (laughs) no it's bad when they do this it needs to be treated like this is their next big product which if it does come out of this event then that fits right like whatever shares the stage with the iphone has the biggest stage. So right, but like, I'm kind of like leaning to what Federico says that like I feel like that they would maybe be a little bit more coy about it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because know. maybe. How about this? How about this? Here we go. Those uh the bubbles, you see through them. It's true. Oh god. Like glasses. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Am I right? Alex in the chat room had a good joke that if they come next year the glasses would come in twenty twenty. <laughs> oh that's good. That's very good, good, Alex. That's very good. You should join us on the show and have these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not how this works. But <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Alex is a nice person. That feels a little extreme. That feels like a bit much just because they had one one good joke that we well, can... I can uh, tell he's got potential. He's got potential. Okay. <laughs> so you keep showing it to us, Alex. And uh-huh. I guess 
I guess yeah. Federico will bring you in. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah, we're going to replace Steven. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alex, do you know how to use logic? <laughs> it's very important. Oh, man. So sad. Mm-hmm. All right. It is time for our iPhone event predictions right after... Oh, something just happened. This <laughs> um, sponsor. Well, well, Hermes yeah. is listing Brick. Apple Watch Series 5 watch bands on their website. <laughs> Confirmed. Hashtag so, confirmed. There you go. That's funny. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. They started with the perfect suitcase, and now they offer a wide range of essentials that solve real travel problems. Their luggage is loaded with features. Get it? The loaded luggage is good. I didn't write that. That's in the ad copy. The Away Carry On mm-hmm. Not comes... Not all good it, puns come from you. Yeah, but uh, people on the show may assume they're mine, so I just want to be That's true. truthful. That's true. The Away Carry On comes in an array of colors, two sizes and two materials. So it's easy to spot yours when it's coming down the, uh, the little uh, luggage deal at the airport. It's lightweight, durable, and made to last for a lifetime of travel. It comes with a limited lifetime warranty, which means they'll fix or replace your bag if it ever gets damaged. And a great thing for overpackers like me, it has a built-in compression pad to help you pack more into your suitcase. And the biggest carry-on is sized up to make the most of that overhead bin. Away suitcases are designed to last a lifetime, and you get a 100-day trial on everything, plus free shipping within the U.S., Europe, and Australia. We have several away suitcases in my family now. I have one of the largest that I take on long trips, like when we were just in California a few weeks ago. And I love that I can have it totally loaded thanks to that compression system, but it's still super easy to navigate airports with it because the handle is really robust and I can twist it around on those four spinner wheels and, uh, you know... I don't want to say I like race people down the hallway at the airport, but if I wanted to, I could. You could. So go check them out. And for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash connected and use the promo code connected during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash connected with the promo code being connected for 20 bucks off a suitcase. Our thanks to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. It is time, gentlemen. And before I get to the rules, someone, probably Mike, has inserted Mm -hmm. into the document, Mike petitions for branding. So this is, we're doing our event predictions. So over the years, we have had many different forms of predictions, but I think that we have really at this point solidified the idea of we have two rounds and then a risky pick. Mm -hmm. And the risky pick will have dramatic consequences for all other picks. Now, at some point, someone's going to need to remind me, these were written in, somebody wrote into the document, instead of risky, the word Ricky. Who did that? Was that you, Stephen? I'm assuming it's you. Wow. We're going to go with you. You do the writing in the document. You do most of the writing in the it document. Does. So I'm assuming that you wrote yeah. Ricky. That's why, that's why Alex has a lot of work to do when they replace that's me. That's true. So w- these uh, have colloquially been called the Ricky picks, right? And this is that the Ricky picks have become the Ricky picks. And I think that this has caught on with us and our audience to the point that I would like to petition for branding of our entire predictions format as the Rickies. That is what Seconded. I would like to call this going forward. So 
we will be doing the Rickies. It's sort of like Macward used to do the Eddies. Now we're going to do the Rickies, mm-hmm. but they're not awards. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, me and Jason have the Upgradies, their award shows, but nobody brands their prediction shows except like just straight predictions. We have drafts, but that's a different thing. Uh-huh. I would like to call this from now on the Rickies. And I would like to spell it as R I C K I E S. I agree. This doesn't belong to Ricky. <laughs> it's like it's multiple Ricky people. Yes. Doing uh-huh. risky things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I changed the title of this in my template for this uh, part of the Google Doc. So the re- it's, it's the done. Rickies. The Rickies. So welcome to the uh, Rickies for the 2019 iPhone event. Perfect. <laughs> Stephen, please read the Ricky rules. I would like to read the rules of Ricky. The Ricky rules. <laughs> <laughs> the rules of Ricky. We're like building. There was a man named Ricky who passed down over years and years the idea of making predictions. Ricky, Ricky died making predictions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we now pick in Ricky's honor. all right the rules rule number one the order is set by the number of points awarded in the previous event which we'll talk about to earn any points everything written down in the official prediction document must come true rule number three no half points may be awarded in any round Mm -hmm. four one point is awarded for any pick deemed correct in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. And here's where we get to the risky picks, the Rickies, within the Rickies, the inner Rickies. Two points will be awarded for correct picks during the risky pick round. If your risky pick is wrong, you lose a point from your total. So two points if you're right, you lose a point if you're wrong. And what almost ended our friendship this week... <laughs> we'll get to that later on. The two <laughs> other hosts must agree that your pick is risky. And then Mike just typed something in here that I don't think is canon. What is this? The winner of the previous Ricky's picks first. Well, yeah, the order is set by the number of points awarded in the previous event. That's rule number yeah. one. It's just it's a, it's, was... a, it's a better way to oh. phrase it in plain English. And so Mike uh. has a, Mike has a better sentence. <laughs> I, I didn't know what that meant. Was the even winner said, so. <laughs> From he's just so focused on round robins. That's what that is. That's a, that's a very round robin mindset that he's got going on pick there. First, there we and go. And okay. I would just like to state: not only am I picking first, I am now going into this with a two-win streak. That doesn't mean anything. Um, but no, you, it's, you, what it means is I won twice in a row. Sure, you just like coin to brag. flip. Doesn't matter. But hold I on, right on the coin flip. Hold on. I think the the original phrasing for this rule was in place because not only does the winner go first, but the um, Stephen was right. The points determine the order of the actual uh, of the other co-hosts. Oh, so that was also something that we that we decided. Um, hmm. So the winner goes first, but the winner order of the other two is based on the points from the previous rookies. Okay, so maybe we need to add another bullet point back into the yes. rules that has now been removed. So Okay, so uh, the winner for the previous first. rookies gets to pick first. Yes. The second place. Picks second. Winner picks second. 
the, the loser. Third place goes last. <laughs> loser goes last. <laughs> <laughs> the loser. Wow. <laughs> what I like. So I would like to just because we're doing this now anyway, so we're deep in it. Stephen capitalized the L in loser, which I enjoy <laughs> a lot because he's making a very bold statement about you, Federico. Is what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's going to make bold statements after this event. Mm. I'm sure. Michael, you are first Chief Ricky. in round one. You must refer to me. The next rule is you must refer to the winner as Chief Ricky for the entire, <laughs> portion, for the entire portion of the predictions. The person who won last time becomes Chief Ricky. Is that, re- and <laughs> is that really the title that you want, Chief uh, Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> what about chairman ricky what if okay what if i have two i have two more rules i would like to petition <laughs> come on i guess two more just rules. go just make your no pick. no no two more rules the, the the winner is referred to as chairman ricky and they get to come up with a new rule every time <laughs> no, no. 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 <laughs> i'm just gonna approve chairman ricky but not the other part okay okay don't worry i'll just take my i'll just take it as it is right my first pick uh, as chairman ricky as chairman ricky uh (laughs) is that there will be new colors in the iphone lineup that's really easy one okay yes so new define new colors colors that have not previously been in the iphone line of any ever ever no of, okay. of the previous phones. So, new colors in the iPhone line as compared to the previous year. Okay. What if they introduce a color that existed five years ago? As compared to the previous year. Okay. As compared to the previous year. That's what okay. we're going with. All right. That's good enough. Super boring. I know it's super boring, but as the person who gets to pick first, I get to go boring to maintain my win. I know it's boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fine. Any uh, non-graded, any personal preference? That you things colors that you would like to see. Uh, I would like a really good orange. Yes. Mm. Um, and so here's here are my non graded right. Good orange. Is that the name of the color? Good orange. <laughs> yes, the name. <laughs> good orange. Um, I want these colors to be on the pro phones too. Right, that there's more than just the regulars, okay. and that they sell clear cases for all the phones. To yes, show oh my god, yes, the clear right? cases. That's I what agree. I want. Yeah. I want good orange on the pro phones <laughs> and clear cases. They should just make clear cases for their phones in general. Yeah, you make a beautiful gold phone that I never get to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bought because a- your phone yeah. is made of all glass that just explodes whenever it touches anything. So I have to put mm-hmm. a case on it. And it costs like $7 million to fix a broken iPhone. It's true. That is true. All of that stuff. I wish, true. I wish they made a, the leather or silicone cases for the 10R. They don't. It's just the clear case. So like, just make all the cases for all the phones, Apple. Just do it. Mm. All right. I'm up next. And I am saying that the, uh, the phone as we know as the iPhone 10R, mm-hmm. its successor will become the iPhone 11. So I think they will switch sort of the naming and the way they think and sell the iPhones. Right now, I feel like the default phone is the 10s, and if you want to go cheaper, you get the 10R. The 10R has sold better than the 10s and the 10s Max. And I think they're going to realign things. I think this gives them a couple of things. One, the line refle- reflects reality. Two, they can say the iPhone 11 starts at 749 as opposed to 1099 for the uh the Pro or the 10s or whatever. So 
I think it makes sense. It's weird that they're going to shift these names. And they don't have to call this phone the 10R2. Or the 11. I mean, they wouldn't have done that. It would have been the 11R. But I think that the uh, the 10R will become the 11, a shift in how they position the phones against each other. So here's my challenge to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily feel... I actually believe you. I, I think that's the way it's going to be. Um, well, I'm on board with you. Uh, but the, this would be, I think, Apple bucking the trend of the rest of the market at this point, because it seems to be a pretty standard practice now that um, companies like Samsung and Google are releasing versions of their phones, which are kind of like the expensive ones, but lacking some features and therefore getting a qualifier to the name, right? You've got like the Pixel 3 a and you've yep. got the uh, mm. what is the Samsung ten something ten e I think yeah, I think so. Um, so you know, I I just wonder if if that is going to become the standard and everyone knows that. Does Apple need to do this? I don't know if they do, but then would they? You know, then they don't need to call the other phones Pro. I don't know, but I I I'm on board with you, but I do have that question mark of at that point. Apple is is saying that their line starts with the phone that doesn't have all the best features. Uh, you're right. That is weird, but I think they could pull it off. All right. As the uh, loser, capital L loser, case loser of the latest uh, Rikis, my first pick is the biggest phone, the largest model, will not be called the Pro Max. Um, mm. This is the main text of my prediction. Let me add some context around it. Uh, I think we're all assuming that uh, the phones are going to be called the iPhone 11. As Stephen just said, uh, he believes that this, the, the base model will be called the iPhone 11. And I think we're, we all assume that the what are currently known as the XS and the XS Max will become the iPhone 11 Pro. I mm-hmm. do not think that there will be an iPhone 11 Pro and an iPhone 11 Pro Max. I think the naming scheme will follow what currently happens with the iPad Pro, for example, or the MacBook Pro. You have iPhone 11 Pro as the main name, and then you have in parentheses or you know in on the website, whatever, you have um, the measurements of the display size. Uh, so what is the... and 5.6 I'm just making these numbers up I don't know Um, but like for example like what Apple does with iPad Pro 11 inch or 12.9 inch and you you pick the size but it's not in the name I think it would be out of character to have iPhone 11 Pro Max so a number and two qualifiers to that number I think it would be weird uh, there's no precedent that Apple ever set with any iPhone that has two qualifiers uh, in addition to the generation name. Um, and, uh, you know, m- my only potential downfall here uh, is what Stephen, I think, mentioned a few minutes ago, never bet against Apple's bet names. Um, so it is entirely... Maybe, maybe this one's too far even for them. <laughs> maybe this one is too far, but hey, you never know. Uh, maybe maybe Apple thinks that it is important for the iPhone line, even if it gets weird, to have a clear indication of what the most expensive vendor for 
most important maybe for Apple uh, phone is and maybe not having Max in the name or some other qualifier will will be a problem for Apple. I just think that my prediction should go against the current rumors and say it will not be called the Pro Max. So I've been looking around on Apple's website to try and work out like how are they going to present that name to people. Mm. So the sizes, by the way, are 5.8 and 6.5. They keep the same sizes. So the iPad Pro is never really referred to by its number size until you either get to the tech specs page or the buy page. And on the tech specs page, they're called the 11-inch iPad Pro and the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. So on those pages, it would be called the 5.8-inch iPhone 11 Pro and the 6.5-inch iPhone 11 Pro. That's... The 11 in there makes it a bit trickier, right? Because they don't do that with the iPad, so that makes it like a little bit more of a mouthful. And then the other place that you see it is on the buying page where you just choose the model um, of of the iPad. And I like that part. Um, I, you know, as a technology communicator, as I have now decided to refer to myself in this moment, and now I want to just not ever speak again, um, it's going to be tricky i guess i know federico hates names like hates the names for things uh but i guess we would just call it the big iphone 11 i would assume yes. at that point because oh, though no. please don't come up with point, a nickname please well, this is the thing 12.9 inch oh, ipad God. pro has always been a bit of a mouthful we just say 6. the big 5 iPad inch pro. iphone 11 pro is a so the big iphone i've got the big iphone Big iPhone, big boy iPhone. That's the one. We, we just with, say that. We just say that for the iPad Pro, everybody's fine. Nobody misunderstands when you say the big iPad Pro. Everybody knows. There's no need to yep. come up with another nickname. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was just just merely saying, maybe we'll call it Promax forever, and everyone will be happy. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> <sighs> well, anyway, that's my prediction. Round two, chairman. Round two. You're up. <laughs> oh, thank you. As Chairman Ricky. Chairman Ricky. Uh, three cameras on the high-end phones. The All of the cases that we're seeing, all of the YouTubers who have been publishing their videos with the models that come out of factories in China somewhere, um, which I'm never really sure what those mean, where they come from, who they're actually coming from. But they, you know, you see all these videos. This is the iPhone 11 Pro. Um, they, so that's, that's what I'm saying, that there will be three cameras on the high-end iPhones. My non-graded will say that the third camera will be the ultra-wide lens that we want. Um, so that there will be a telephoto, a regular... What is the regular one called? What do you call that? Does it have a name? Regular? <laughs> yeah, because you have like telephoto and ultra-wide. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The camera. What is the name? <laughs> the camera. So we will have a telephoto, a the camera, and ultra wide. Stephen, come on. There's no name for the camera. I mean, Apple refers to the back camera as eyesight, but that's stupid. So I don't want to give credence to that. All right. So ultra wide, the camera, and a telephoto. <laughs> that's what feels like. It feels like a lock to me, man. Yeah, yeah. that one feels. Pr- I feel pretty. Pretty convinced about that one. Like they mm-hmm. might, they might surprise us all and be like, "Here's another camera sensor just for AR, right?" Like, and then everyone will just boo. But uh, in that instance, it's still three cameras. But I don't think that's what they're going to be doing. I really hope that's not what they're going to be doing. I hope that they will give people what they want, which is an ultra wide lens. 
people like those. People want more cameras. They want more from their phones. And all of the reports that have been coming out over the last couple of weeks seem to suggest that Apple will be doing some funky software stuff to try and sell this to people. Sounds like a good one to me. I predict that you will get that one right. Wait, is that your prediction? <laughs> yeah, my prediction for round two is that Mike got round two correct. <laughs> I went meta. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say for round two, no Mac or iPad hardware. And uh, I think I want to amend this to say um, in the keynote. So no uh, Mac or iPad hardware in the keynote. If they release some sort of silent update to the Mac mini, then I think I'm still in the clear because I added. Yeah, you need to do that because we 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 don't have like the up the the rule of the upgrade draft is it has to be set on stage, but we right. don't roll, run by those yeah. rules in the rookies. It can just up until the time we record. If we're able to prove that we're right, then fine. Uh, I think this is going to be iPhone, Apple Watch, now maybe Apple TV, maybe secret VR glasses. Oh I God. think Apple has enough left on the table to have an October event. There's lots of rumors about iPad refreshes, although this would be the first time in a while we've seen if they update the iPad Pro, a second iPad Pro within 12 months, but we could do that. There's the Mac Pro, there's the iMac Pro, which is due for an update potentially. I think there's enough stuff to have a second event in four or five or six weeks. So that's kind of where my thought is on this, that we're not going to see that stuff in this keynote. the Mac Pro will come out after Catalina or with Catalina. It won't be before, clearly. And I don't know if Catalina is uh, ready to go quite yet. So I think that's going to be a little bit later in the fall. And there, of course, the rumored 16-inch MacBook Pro. That alone is enough for most of an October event. So I think... The unicorn laptop. That's right. The laptop that fixes all things wrong mm-hmm. with all Apple laptops. Mm-hmm. And no way will disappoint people that... There's enough there. So my thinking is there'll be a fall, a second fall event. That one feels pretty good to me. The new iPhones will offer some kind of night mode, quote-unquote night mode, not an official name, for shooting in the dark. I think uh, we've seen uh, from other tech companies, especially Huawei and Google, they've done an excellent job with uh, their night modes in the in their system cameras on their android phones and i think apple have noticed all the praise and and you know all the positive comments in the reviews uh, for those phones and i think it's about time that apple improves not just low light photography but actually ships a night mode in in the in the iphone and i think yeah, uh, low light photography and a night mode, they are different things. They are right? different like, things. Low light photography is like trying to get something that looks like what your eyes can see. Yeah. Night mode is like you can turn the lights off and we're gonna give you a picture. <laughs> yeah. Right? Which is what like Google and Huawei and Samsung are doing. Which I think there's absolute value in that kind of feature. Yes. There um is. Even if it looks fake or whatever, uh, what do you, well, what does it even mean to take a real picture these days anyway? So oh, I damn. think I think there's real demand for that type of feature. I think Apple is lagging behind the competition, um, so they're gonna do the ultra wide, and I think they should also do a night mode, which would be a software feature for iOS 13, maybe even 13.1. Who knows? Exclusive to the new phones. Uh, so. Uh, Maybe there's a way that they can use the ultra-wide lens to help. Uh, maybe it's some other thing. Maybe it's some other sensor. I don't know. So the new phones will offer some kind of night mode for shooting in the dark. That would be my second pick. I really want that feature. Yeah, me too. 
<laughs> yeah, they're getting their their lunch eaten by these other manufacturers at this point. They got to do it. I'm going to go out on a limb. I think we all have done pretty well so far. It feels like no one's done anything crazy yet. I would be surprised if any of these are wrong. Which means it will come down to the inner Rickies. The Rickies within the Rickies. <laughs> the inner Rickies. <laughs> yes. But uh, before we get there, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Hover. We all love learning about tech, and Hover is a great tech company to talk about because they build tools for people starting companies, starting projects. And when you're doing that, when you're in that world, the name is what comes first. And if you're going to be on the internet, which is probably a good idea, you need a domain name. Hover has over 300 domain name extensions to choose from. So no matter what you're building, there's a domain name waiting for you. They have excellent technical support to answer any questions you may have. And they're dedicated to getting you online, not upselling you. Hover has free who is privacy, so the bad guys don't get your info. Their entire deal, looking for a domain name, buying it, talking to their support, the UI for all that stuff is just excellent. And they have monthly sales on popular top-level domains. It's easy to see why Hover is the popular choice for pe- people starting businesses. It is, uh, it's the fall. My website turns 11 this month, and that means that it's domain name renewal time for me. So I'm getting emails from Hover reminding me that I have domain names coming up uh, to be renewed. And it gives me an opportunity to say, do I want to keep this one or do I want to let it go? And uh, I really appreciate that about Hover. They give me the information to let me make the decision. We know you like intuitive user interfaces and things that just work out of the box. So you'll appreciate Hover. You can head over there and buy your domain and start using it today. Go to hover.com connected and get a 10% discount on all new purchases. That URL one more time is hover.com slash connected. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for their support of this show and Relay FM. Okay, it's time to get risky. We need to have a discussion. Yes, because a conspiracy was exposed oh, last geez. week. Okay. And we-, we had a real problem with our Ricky picks this time. Um, nobody was happy with anything. <laughs> Basically, what, the re- what we do is, in the days leading up to commencing the rickies we hold on hold on a second hold on a second (laughs) something just happened on twitter okay that document that we talked about on the show Uh let me read the latest message from that twitter account hello guys (laughs) we understand why you guys were skeptical of what was going on with our air quotes leak we have found out that it was completely a fake and we apologize with that. <laughs> we are closing down. Thank you for the times we had. P.S. Nope. Have fun on the 23rd. With a winky face. A winky face after the 23rd. Anyway, so, a few days before, um, we we get together to kind of just like run our risky picks past each other to see if they're going to be accepted. Because otherwise, we would spend two hours screaming at each other. Uh, over trying to come up with these. So we kind of all have to agree that they are risky before we present them. Everybody has been through, I think, three this time. Um, but the worst part was uh, when Federico got quite upset uh, to the point that we had to have his pick externally adjudicated. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. have then since come up with a bit more of a guideline for the risky picks going forward. Federica, would you like to take the floor at this stage? 
Yeah, just l try and let me find uh, the original message here, which was somewhere in the Slack, I think. Okay, I found it. Um, so I wanted to pick um, Apple Arcade will be less than $9.99 a month. And uh, both of you uh, noted that it wasn't risky enough considering how there were previous rumors, including a 9 to 5 Mac report showing screenshots of internal testing of Apple Arcade with a $4.99 price tag. Mm -hmm. And I brought the issue to our adjudicator, uh, Mr. Jason Snell, and he also he agreed with you guys that uh, given the previous rumors and the previous reports um, from 9 to 5 Mac, he couldn't qualify as a risky pick. He actually said no Ricky, which I enjoyed a lot. He said this is no Ricky. Yeah. So Jason gets it. And then uh, Stephen's pick was that the iPhone 11 would include a faster charger in the box. Mine was that there would be some kind of audio device announced. Uh, and then Federico was unhappy with those because he could find previous rumored things about mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. so i then said uh i came up with the idea that i think that going forward the key is to get really specific or esoteric about something yeah because a lot of the, our thinking is formulated by other rumors right so like how are we gonna pick something that we think could be announced you could probably always find a rumor for it so we are now kind of that i'm i am guiding mine that way and so I would like to pre present my Ricky pick. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, my first esoteric Ricky pick was that um, Federighi would announce the iPhone 11 uh, and the and Jeff Williams would announce the Apple Watch and they would both be introduced to the stage by Tim Cook. Stephen didn't like that. I thought that the doubling down of all of the things that needed to occur would be enough, right? That it's like, yeah, those things would probably happen, but would they happen exactly like that? I don't know. So what I have gone with is this for my risky pick, my Ricky. Tim Cook will thank Johnny Ive. The camera will show Johnny in the audience. Johnny will smile. <laughs> That's the whole, <laughs> this is a whole situation you've dreamed up. I really went through this in my mind, right? So I previously was thinking uh, maybe Johnny stands up. Maybe Johnny <clears throat> raises his hand. Uh, maybe Johnny does nothing. Okay. Maybe Johnny comes onto the stage. These are all the things I was thinking about. But what I have gone with is Tim Cook will thank Johnny. The camera will show Johnny. Johnny will smile. All right. So if for the risky, for the risky pick to be a point all of these three things must happen yes my main issue because it here, can't be halves the smile is the problem right the smile is the problem because we know that johnny well if you look at the the, the photo that used to be on apple.com maybe still is on apple.com maybe he thinks that's a smile but All right, i'm gonna go with because I, I think this will prove what i'm trying to say johnny stays seated okay that's what I'm going with. Because I think he will smile, but his smile could be imperceptible to the human eye. It's like a Mona Lisa <laughs> smile. <laughs> like nobody so knows what it's like really a smile. <laughs> Tim thanks Johnny. The camera shows Johnny. Johnny stays seated. If Johnny stands up <laughs> and smiles, I am going to be so freaking okay. mad. What, what if Johnny stays seated 
mm-hmm. actually doesn't stay seated, but also doesn't really stand up. It's like a halfway sort of tries to stand up, but then he changes his mind and sits back down. All right. All right. Johnny doesn't stand. That's Johnny what I'm going with. Johnny doesn't stand. Okay. Yes. Johnny doesn't stand. He there just, we go. Just this is why we adjudicate seated. here. Oh. Well, he just doesn't stand. He doesn't necessarily stay seated, right? Like oh. he could do that half stand, <laughs> okay. but he's not stood up. So he's, he, Johnny doesn't stand. All right. So let me ask you, let me ask you though. Do the mm. three actions, the three scenes need to happen sequentially? <laughs> not in my mind, they don't. <laughs> but they have to be with a thing. Like showing Johnny at a different part of the keynote doesn't count. Like okay. this all needs to be contained within a thank you to Johnny moment. Okay. Right. Uh, I think that's that's Ricky enough, Mike. That's it is it is a uh, it is the definition of Ricky. It's a whole situation. It's pretty Ricky, right? Because th- I think this is this is where I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna start predicting stagecraft. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna be my future of Ricky strategy because I feel like it's the only thing I can predict without there being reports in that th- that go with it. And well, sometimes I struggle to be here, like inventive sure. enough. So. This is where I'm going. Well, as in inventive enough to come up with a here is a product strategy, right? That like has been completely unrumored. I, I, I sometimes I lack that ability. Maybe we could have a whole stagecraft section in the future. Let's see how well mine goes first, and okay. then we can decide if like if I completely nail that, then maybe round four is predict an order of events. <laughs> <laughs> but then I don't know what my Ricky would be, so. All right, so my Ricky pick. No. Hmm. No service bundle announced. Really? You think that's... The more I think about it, I think a normal company would have a service bundle. Apple really likes service revenue. And maybe they think that not everybody wants everything. And so I think it's all going to be separate for now. At least during this this time. So we need to make some qualifications to this. What a service bundle is, because I would say, if you get anything for free for being a subscriber for something else, that's a bundle. I would disagree with that, because then they're just giving something away. I think a service bundle is, if you pay for more than one thing, you get a discounted price. All right, so here's, my, here's what I'm saying here. You can pay for Apple TV+. Plus but they give it away for free with any other service, right? That's a bundle in my mind because yeah, that's two paid right. services that you are getting for one price. Okay. Yeah, okay. screw it. Okay. Right. So No service bundle, including... Okay, so any... Free... Well, including um, any service being free with another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going all in on this. I'm, I'm leaning into Apple's greed. Because here's the thing... I think this is risky because it would be a really stupid thing to do yeah, to offer like of five things that you got to pay for all of them individually. But I do still see a possibility that it could happen. But it feels to me that feels risky. I mean, just as a recap, they're going to have iCloud, Apple <laughs> News Plus, Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, <laughs> Apple Arcade, and technically speaking, Apple Care could be considered a subscription um here is another another point i would like to just bring because i see it as a thing if you get any service with the iphone plan mm, thing the iphone upgrade pro yes right what is that called the iphone upgrade program if you get any service with that mm. is that a bundle 
I don't know. I don't even know how that works. Does it include Apple Care? So it well, I mean, if we consider Apple Care a service that is already technically a bundle, well, you, all you get is Apple Care so already far. right now. Apple considers Apple Care a service now because they can count through that revenue number. I don't view it as a service. If they add something, yeah. so if Mike, they I think add you're right. If they added something to okay. the Apple Upgrade program, I would lose. Okay, add one of their content things to that, it becomes a bundle. Or some sort of content is added to <laughs> Apple oh, okay. upgrade program. iPhone upgrade program. Yeah. This is one of those. I'm swinging for the fences. Yeah, yeah. Because if I'm wrong, then yeah, I just look like a, okay. a goofball. But if I'm right, whew, it's going to feel good. You are betting that Tim wants revenue more than he wants people. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, uh, we arrive at my Ricky pick. <laughs> is the thing that I'm going to lose for sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I read this and it is... <laughs> Do you want the context first or the Ricky immediately? I think pull the bandaid off. You go straight to the Ricky. Okay. Okay. My Ricky pick is Apple will announce an Apple TV plus game controller bundle. <sighs> so, I think Apple obviously wants to push Apple Arcade. And one of the avenues to push Apple Arcade is in the home. Because people like to play games on the big screen and because Apple wants to remind people that Apple Arcade is not just for iPhone games, it's iPhone, it's iPad, it's Mac and Apple TV. They want to make sure that they can help people understand (laughs) that there's a lot of value for whatever... I'm enjoying... The delay, right? There's a delay between us and the chat room and seeing the chat room uh, reacts to your pick is yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I believe Apple wants to convince people that there's value in the what could be a cheap subscription for Apple Arcade. And one of the ways they could push that is Apple Arcade is a single service that gives you games you can play on the iPhone on the go that you can play on the couch with your iPad, or that you can play with a controller with an Apple TV. Now, of course, you can already use controllers with an Apple TV. You can use even the DualShock 4 and the Xbox One S controller uh, in iOS 13. But I think if the rumors are right that Apple is working on an Apple TV spec bump and an updated version of the Apple TV, it would make sense to offer a version that gets you the best Apple Arcade experience by having a built-in controller in the box. I think Apple has learned a lot of lessons when it comes to try and sell the Siri remote as a video game controller, meaning it doesn't really work. It's terrible. It's terrible for media. Imagine for video games. Now, I think Apple could go in two different directions here, and both of them should count. In my in my Ricky pick, they could bundle a third party controller. Um, most likely, it should be an MIFI controller. I don't think Apple is gonna bundle a Sony DualShock Four with an Apple TV. There's there's no way Sony or Microsoft would let them do that either. Exactly. Or Apple could make its own controller for the Apple TV. That's not happening. Well, see, that's that's the point of the Ricky. Um, maybe it could happen. Who knows? Is that what you're putting in? I just want to clarify that, I mean, any controller right, okay. could be a, a an Apple controller, could be a third-party controller. Uh, either should count. 
once again, I think it makes a lot of sense for Apple Arcade, if only for the me- for the underlying message of, look, it's so cheap and you get so many games and you can play in a bunch of different contexts. And now we have an Apple TV that is even better for games and you can choose an option that has a controller built in. So you don't have to worry about anything else. Um, I think it's something that they should have done years ago when they launched tvOS, but that, that entire strategy wasn't clearly flawed. They didn't, they didn't really think it through. I mean, they were trying to convince people that they could play games with the Siri yeah. remote. Yeah. <laughs> I think, from, you know... From potential it, co-host Alex in the chat room, they don't even include a HDMI cable with the Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, see, that's another, that's another, thing, that, that's that another thing that they should fix. Yeah, it is. I think it is Jeez. true. Jeez. Oh yeah, requires HDMI cable sold separately. Come on, Apple. Yeah. So, um, also, we know that Apple likes to sell more expensive things to people, and an Apple TV with the controller would send a clear message to the video game industry. Like, we're serious about Apple Arcade. We have a hundred games at launch, and we're gonna have even more, and we're gonna sell a small box to people with a controller. So. That's my Ricky. Uh, it's if anything, it's something that I believe Apple should do. Whether they will do it or not will determine my. And I really think that my my victory or uh, once again loss will depend on this Ricky pick. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's my Ricky. That's very Ricky, my friend. I want to clarify some stuff. Okay. Because you mentioned like there's an option. I think for this to class as a bundle. You need to be able to get the Apple TV and whatever controller it is for a cheaper price than if you bought them both separately. Uh, I, no, I don't, I don't. I think having them together is Ricky enough. All right, so okay, let me let me let me say that again. Either that you can get it cheaper, or Apple sell you a product on the Apple Store, which is both of these things together. Uh, isn't that exactly what he's saying? That they sell them together? Yeah, I know. I just want to double check that, right? That like, yeah, because what? So here's what I'm trying to like go against in the sense that they're just trying to make sure we get this right. If you go to the Apple TV page and you click the buy button, Mm. right, that when one of the options isn't like, hey, I had a controller. Because that's not a bundle. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Cool. I'm just going to check that. There is a skew where a a game controller is built into the price. It built into the product. Mm -hmm. Right. Cool. It should be a bundle, a single thing that people buy. Yeah, it's like buy. a single thing that you buy um, and yep. like on the Apple Store. Or you go to the store and you can just click that button and both of those things are added to your cart. Like, that's it. Sweet. Yeah. I just wanted cool. to double check that, right? Because, like, you know, they could, on the page, you could, like, throw a controller in because it's an option that you could potentially have or whatever. But This is where people are going to win and lose right mm. here, as mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. We do have some non-graded picks, things that we just think could happen. They do not affect the score. They're not used as a tiebreaker. These are just things that we wanted uh, to get out there. So, Mike, take it away. Uh, yeah, just a few things. Um, Apple. I, I think I still am going to stick by this until I'm proven wrong that Apple TV Plus will be free with some other subscription. Like There will be ways to get Apple TV Plus where you don't have to pay for Apple TV Plus. Um, I'm going to like double down on something that Steven said. I just think the Mac will not even be mentioned uh, at all, really. At, at all. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that there is a possibility for some surprise hardware, like a tile tracker. Um, the AR glasses seem not a thing to me, but I think that there might be some little surprise. 
Yeah, the towel tracker thing, there's there's smoke there too, right? A, mm-hmm. a way to know where your devices are by sticking something to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I could stick it to Federico and we know where he goes during WWDC. Yep. Mine are completely personnel-related. I think that we'll see Jeff Williams take some sort of greater role in the keynote. His time has been pretty limited to the Apple Watch in the past, although he has announced, I think, every vision to the Apple Watch after the original. So I, I, could, I expect that will continue, but maybe we see him talking about, uh, you know, retail or recycling or something else beyond the Apple Watch to reflect his greater role in the company. So more than the Apple Watch, basically. More than the Apple yeah, Watch. Okay. That, I think that's, I'd be really interesting to see that. It should, I guess it should be the case. Possible. We'll it, so in, under the Steve Jobs era, Tim Cook got to announce weird stuff. So like he announced like part of the Xsurf stuff in 2002 or whatever. And then the uh, he would give retail updates where like Mac, uh, for a while Tim Cook was in charge of like Mac updates. Like, oh, the Mac has this percentage of users worldwide and we've sold this many copies of Snow Leopard. And like, so maybe we see Jeff Williams take some of that role on. Because he, he's, you know, he's next in line, it seems like. And to go against Mike's Ricky Pick... Although I put this in there before I saw yours. No mention or word of or from Johnny Ive. He is a ghost. Oh, wow. Absorbed into the white room. I think this will happen. I don't think this one's the one where it happens. Because he's not actually gone yet. Yeah, but why would they bring attention when the whole world is watching to look at the new mm-hmm. iPhone? Why would they bring attention like, oh, we're losing our, our best designer? Well, no, like, but they're not losing him, are they? Because they're going to continue working with him in theory. They're losing I know, him. We know that. But like, but this is a place for them to be like, but we're going to continue working together. Right? Like that's, it's another opportunity for them to talk about the fact that Johnny's still going to be around. Yeah. That's, that's the only, if I would like, I would not expect them to do this for anybody else. It is just the weird situation that Apple seemed to have gotten themselves into with Johnny that they might want to protect that. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. F4. Um, Apple will mention iOS 13.1 on stage and give a release date for the update. Mm. Um, maybe even late September or end of the month or something like that could work. Uh, but I think they will mention it and they will say when it will come out. Um, they will announce new environmental efforts, so, such as, for example, a new recycling robot. Mm-hmm. I think it's been a while since we got the last Apple recycling robot. Was it last year or was it two years ago? I think two years ago. I think it's time for a new robot then <laughs> uh, to join Liam and Daisy. Maybe Liam and Daisy had a, ba- a robot baby. Who knows? No, didn't Daisy kill Liam? Didn't that come out that parts of Liam went into Daisy? Uh, I think Daisy killed Liam. <laughs> it is It is entirely possible. Maybe Liam will come out of Daisy again. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it's a, it's Liam know. too. <laughs> Yeah. That's how Liam robots work. <laughs> Ro- Robo- birth. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> Catalina will have a release date. So not only will Apple mention Catalina, but they will also say when it will come out. Hmm. And lastly, uh, my non-grid pick would be Apple will announce original podcasts content. So original content for Apple podcasts. I know. I know, but they're doing it. You know, they're doing it. You know, everybody's doing it. I don't know they're doing it. I think that there's a possibility that they might consider it. I don't know if I know they're doing it. And what I would also say is if they Mm. are doing it, I don't think it's yet. I have no Mm. way of knowing this. Just saying. (laughs) That's not graded, so you're safe. (laughs) I uh, I think we have lots of things to keep an eye on next week. A lot of stuff to do. 
Uh, Apple's event is next Tuesday. We will be recording on Wednesday as normal, talking about the news, our impressions, our plans. So stay tuned for that. And awarding me Chief Chairman Ricky again is what we'll be doing. Perhaps. Perhaps not. Federico could come from behind and take us, take us both. You never know. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out on Twitter for the link to the Relay FM Family Feud video. That'll be up uh, on YouTube very shortly. And please visit stjude.org slash connected to learn more about National Childhood Cancer Awareness Month and to donate to an amazing institution that has saved the lives of thousands of kids, including my own. If you want to find other links of stuff we've spoken about, you can head over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash two five nine. Those links also helpfully are in your podcast app of choice. So you can go follow all those. If you want to uh, send us feedback or follow up, there's an email link on the connected webpage, or you can find us each on Twitter. Mike is there as I M Y K E. Mike is the host of a bunch of shows here on Relay FM. You can go find those as well. You can follow Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he is the editor-in-chief of the wonderful MacStories.net, home of the premier iOS gaming console coverage. Best you'll find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it's called. iOS con- gaming console. You really AOS, got iOS gaming console controller There we go. coverage. There you Mo. go. You got it. You got it. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I'm proud of video, you, Dad. Video games are a fad for young people. <laughs> sure. You can find me on Twitter and tell me how right I am about video game consoles at ISMH and I write 512pixels.net. And until next week, a very busy week next week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Adios.